previously on Chronicles of Starlight. Luthmos, do you think for a second? Absolutely not. Rad, okay, 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 okay. Rad is like right behind you and he's grabbing you by the lapel of your neck because the moment you walk into the room, you see that. You see four of the other dudes lined up against the wall looking at some cool ass weapons. Uh, the all the doors on the on the sides of the wall snap close, and the room goes dark. Oh shit! Oh boy! And there's letters that appear in uh, glowing rainbow text in the center of the uh, room that say, "Make your way out." And Red looks like he's being sucked. His life is being sucked away, and it's real cool. Not creepy at all. Uh, Draxard's turn now. He's going to be... He, like, throws down his dagger, takes a big, deep breath, and shoots acid out of his mouth. Ten acid damage. Oh! One again! Oh, that Luthmos always lapsing in and out of consciousness. As suddenly the, the hood of the robe sort of flips open just a tiny bit and Rad catches what's underneath with his eye and you can just hear the sound wheeze out of him. Dad? What? So, last we left off, um, everyone was really hurt. Uh, only Foxfire and Abby are up. Luthmos just got knocked down uh, by... Do not move your character around, Akka. I can see you doing it. <laughs> no, it's actually fine. Um, got beat by Draxard. Um... Let's see, Kitara, uh, she's not doing great, Rad's not going, doing great, um, at the very last moment, uh, Rad was being held hostage by, um, a little puppet guy, the scarf puppet man with knife hands, um, and it was revealed that the uh, hooded cloaked figure that's all draped in shadowy necromantic uh, magic stuff is uh, Rad's dad. Dad's Rad. Rad's dad Rad. The Rad dad, dad Rad. And that's that's where we're at right now. So kids, would you like to play a game? It's called Do Whatever I Tell You and I Won't Kill Your Rat Friend. Haven't you had enough already? You've beaten us to shit. No, not really. I'm not satisfied yet. Why don't you dance around for me? Entertain me. <sighs> or what? Or else your little rat friend gets a little stabbo. <sighs> I do a very lackluster jig. I dab like hell. And Luthos is on the floor, unconscious. <laughs> sure am.
Can you at least let me stop and heal my friend? That's stupid. Why would I let you do that? So you'll have three people dancing instead of two? Hmm. You make a very persuasive argument. Uh, roll, roll up. What, what check is that in D&D 5e? Persuasion? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, this might not go so well. It sure didn't. I roll a three total. A three. Well. Yeah. Um. Nope. I'm not gonna let you do that. That's silly. We're already uh going to win anyways. Why would I ever give you an advantage? Well, if you're going to win anyways, then you may as well be nice to your competition. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's a rich one. Oh, baby. Say it again. I said you may as well have some mercy on your competition. <gasps> While he's laughing at me, I assume he's kind of distractive, so I dance on over to Luthmus's corpse and use healing hands through my feet. <laughs> I heal him one hit point so he's conscious again. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does that work? Does that work? I, I'm, I pretty have, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure all you need is contact. I have minus one hit point, so you need to heal two. Well, no, once uh, I've reviewed the rules, apparently yeah. when you die, you're just kind of reset to zero. They don't deal with negative hit points unless you're dealing with being taken out in one hit. So yeah. you're fine. Yeah, you're basically set at zero and any amount of healing, literally any at all, will get you back to consciousness. Yes, yes Vivian, the, the uh, exact wording on healing hands for monks says, touch a creature. So. <laughs> not even barehanded, not even like skin contact. Just kick him oh, in no, the fucking chest them. and heal him. Just body slam them. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <clears throat> I just kind of like nudge him with my foot. I nudge him a hit point yeah, while you, I'm dancing. You nudge him one hit point and... Yeah, and Luthmos, you're back up. Yeehaw. Draxard's like... Ugh, can we get this over with? Just kill the guys! And we could go home. And Rad, he doesn't actually look like he's really paying attention to, you know, his life-threatening situation. He's just looking at the ground, and he's really focused on, uh, well, what he assumes to be his dad, because he did recognize in a very flash moment that it might have been his dad. And he's, he's just kind of wiggling about, not really paying attention to the fact that as he's trying to wiggle away from the knife-handed thing, he's also getting cut up. He's just... <clears throat> Dad, you told me you'd rather die while you were living than live while you were dead, but this isn't living, you gotta break free! You taught me in this post-apocalyptic wasteland of cyber pollution that I need to look on the bright side, that it takes no more time to see the good of life than to see the bad. Dad, you gotta wake up, please! And he he's choking back some tears, and he makes this kind of weird scrunched up face, almost like it kind of pains him to ask this. If 
life gives you limes. And he's like, leaned his head over, trying to hear for a response. Draxard's just over like, this is getting weird. Just kill the kid already. Uh, no, I, I, I'm enjoying the drama here. What's going on? What is this? Are you trying to pull the specter of death from beyond this uh creature thing here? What are you doing? And um, you can hear a low voice come from the strange hooded figure. It's very uh distant, as if it's speaking from like a cold, dark chamber. Make. Margaritas. <laughs> and, uh, Red, his entire mood flips. And you see that hooded figure thing? Just the hood cloak rips off and fizzles away into a sizzle of black ooze. And it reveals a figure underneath. There is a colorful toad standing upright on his spindly back legs. He's got a tacky, wildly colored Hawaiian t-shirt on. A cybernetic headband thing, like, on his head. And he pulls out in one swift motion a thick glass uh, martini glass, which magically fills with a semi-solid green liquid. I'm the one your parents warned you about. Shit, it's Jimmy Buffo! He escaped our dark and definitely not evil magic! Oh, thank God. This means I can stop dancing now and instead kick your ass. I dab again. You know, I really hope that the joke would have landed better. What? You hope the joke what? Okay, let me let me try to make it clearer. His name is Jimmy Buffo. No, I, I heard that. Sorry, I was when I was laughing, I had the I had my mic turned off. <laughs> Why would you turn off your mic for your beautiful, beautiful audio of your laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I wanted my joke to I land. Wasn't thinking about it. I no, I, I understand so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I understand the joke entirely. He's Jimmy Buffo because he's a toad, and Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. Yes. Escape from Margaritaville. Yes. Thank you, God. I spent all this time, not even this episode, but the previous episodes trying to build up to the fact that his dad is Jimmy Buffett. And you just said, just, you're just like, oh, finally, I guess we don't have to fight anymore. No, I was saying I want to kick somebody's ass. I'm going to kick Draxard's yeah, ass because now I have an ally. Yeah. <sighs> well, Rat's dad is Jimmy Buffett. But as a he frog, sure so Jimmy Buffo. He sure the fuck is. Hell yeah. <sighs> Fucking look up top 40 quotes for parrot heads and Jimmy Buffett quotes, and this is all I get. <laughs> Sorry. I am an artist. I appreciate it in my times. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. It just was muted. Please, <laughs> calm down. Have another crawfish. I'm not gonna have another crawfish. My hands, they can't handle it. I, I, I'm i touching, like, dice and stuff. I don't want everything to get crawfish juice and Tony Saturies everywhere. Tony Saturies? 
Oh, please don't tell me it's pronounced something else. This is <laughs> what's a Tony? No, I just what 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 are you referring to? What is a Tony Saturi? You know the famous Creole spice that you put on everything. Lori seasoned salt. No, Tony's like the the Greek seasoning salt. Oh my God, Emily, do I even know you? Uh. So sorry. So Tony Satcher, Sat 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 Satcheries. I don't know what that is, so I can't say if you're pronouncing it wrong or not. Cherry. <laughs> no, that's not how you pronounce it. it. It's like a French thing. I don't know. I don't know French, Vivian. It's Louisiana. How how could you not know? Only Louisiana seasoning I know of is slap your mama. <laughs> what it's called that <laughs> sounds really good uh all right anyway anyways yeah, yeah jimmy buffo is gonna be speaking in jimmy buffett quotes <laughs> oh boy i hope you're ready because i know nothing about his music except i listened to cheeseburger in paradise like on repeat did when you know that he had at one point a restaurant called Cheeseburger in Paradise? Slap your mama. Slap he... your mama. What? Yeah, he had Jimmy Buffett licensed a restaurant called Cheeseburger in Paradise where he sold cheeseburgers. It didn't last very long. <laughs> well, he also has Margaritaville, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the Jim Gaffigan of musicians. All right. Cool. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna post some more salt seasonings for you in the in the chat <laughs> so you can your know. Mama. Slap um, your mama. There you go. And there's well, Laurie's season. Salt. Yeah, the Laurie's season salt. That shit's good. It's just you know, it's no. Tony. Give it to you at the Five Guys. Yeah. Five Guys, come and slap your mama and give him some salt. Tony Saturate Chat Saturies is your Five Guys, and he'll slap your mama. <laughs> With Lori. Wow, oh what a tangent. This is this is a this is a lovely tangent. Um so anyways, Jimmy Buffo is now dueling with the uh scarf creature after like tackling him down and Rad being flung out of his arms and he's uh expertly like parrying all the sort the the knife strikes that he's that the puppet guy's trying to do with his like margarita glass and every time some of the margarita spills out it would magically re refill with more margarita amazing <laughs> say um since he's a toad i have a question <laughs> if i licked jimmy buffo would i get high if you lick Jimmy Buffo, I will kill you. I'm not saying that I will in character. That's not something that Abby would ever do. Foxfire would do but that. But I'm just <laughs> asking for a world-building standpoint. Okay, from if, a world-building standpoint, fun. you're going to have to lick him to find out. Damn. I mean, Foxfire uh, is closest. You're going to have to go into <laughs> melee combat range in order to lick Jimmy Buffo. To see if he tastes like he smells. And he smells like margaritas and, I guess, shrimp. Well, maybe while we're not in combat. <laughs> anyway, 
So yeah, um, now that we have the upper hand, we got Puppet Guy taken care of. I would need to. I mean, he did knock out dumbass uh, Draxard. Yeah. All right. So unfortunately, I think my first turn is probably going to be wasted healing Luthmos up from more than one point of damage. Yeah. yeah. Or more than one health point. Sorry, not point of damage. So yeah. Um, I don't know what turn order we're taking this in, but uh, I'm just using the old turn order. I'll tell you who's up first. And uh, who's on second? Um, let's see. Uh, I love this character that I have created. You said of who's on first. Yeah, I did. Engine reply. Okay. No, whatever. We're well, good. I let's well, go. <laughs> what's on second? And and uh, what's his name is on third. I don't remember the third one. Same. And I don't know who's on third. I don't know. All right, top of the round is Jimmy Buffo, and he is uh, dueling with Mr. Puppet. Uh, yeah, he's not really, like, hitting him. Uh, a margarita glass isn't so good on, you know, accuracy. It's more of a parrying weapon and, like, something more for defensive maneuvers, for catching things and stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, puppet guy, he's not doing too great either. They're all, they're both trying to hit each other and missing <laughs> tragically and horribly. <laughs> they're just cling, clang, cling, clang. Um, Draxard is, oh yeah, that's what happened last time. Uh, Draxard had hit you with acid and like the floor on the bottom was covered in acid and stuff. Uh, so now he's gonna try to just try to gut punch, uh, Luthmos. Well, shit! I'm just standing on my feet and already getting assaulted. Uh, what's your AC? 16. Uh, he hits you in the gut, but it doesn't break your AC, oh, so it, it, it more or less just gets absorbed by your armor. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then next up is Rad who is not doing hot at all, but he is so fucking stoked to see his dad up and about uh, that he's going to uh, take out his... Uh, I don't know if he has his weapon yet. No, His weapon's literally like two steps away from him. He's going to go over, get his weapon, come back, and start... Uh, he unsheaths his laser sword from his cool skateboard thing, and then like starts skateboarding around the puppet guy and starts slicing him into him. Like some sort of capoeira uh, breakdancing skateboarding swordsman. Oh, that's a hit. Oh, wait, that's a 13, not an 18. That's not a hit. He's just he's just sort of there in this dancing thing. There, it, it would be a lot more cool if they were actually hitting each other, but it's more like anime style where they're just kind of like clanging off of each other. Like that kind of thing. And then Kitara is... Oh shit, what is she gonna do? Because she's like used all, all of her um, spells for the day. Bardic Inspiration? I don't know, because Bardic Inspiration, does, don't you have like a cap on that as well? 
Uh, I mean, there's, there's certain amounts of times you can do it per day, but I think she's only done it like maybe once before. Yeah, she only did it once before, so she should have... No, she did it like twice before. Yeah. She can do um one more Bardic Inspiration. And she also has cantrips, if she has any that can damage. What cantrips did I give her? I don't know. How did... Wait, wait. I gave her the cantrip Eldritch Blast. How do... How do bars get Eldritch Blast? They don't. I don't... Unless you multi-class her into Warlock or have a feat that let her pick something from another spell list. I don't know what level she is. You know what? That might be it. She's a pretty high-level bard. And I think there was a thing where it was like, you can choose from a different spell list. And I was like, okay, Eldritch Blast, obviously. <laughs> huh. Anyways, she does do Bardic Inspiration, and she's going to Bardically Inspire, um, uh, let's see, she'll Bardically Inspire Rad, like, yeah. He needs help. Yeah. And then next up is, um, Foxfire. The 13 break that guy's armor class. Which guy? Which were you pointing at? Oh, uh, his armor class? Let me double check. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. Well, that was a failed firebolt cast then. Keep in mind, it, you are throwing fireballs into melee into, like, a fight. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's actually fine. I, I'm not gonna try to fucking, like, house rule some bullshit like that. It, it's too much brain stuff and I'm not gonna even try to think. Okay, then after that would be Luthmos. Yeehaw. Well, I think the uh, really the only option I have is to just fucking smash this guy. Alright. I do not smash this guy. Don't. No, that's like a nine in total. Oh, no. Yeah, you don't smash the dude. Man, I can't wait until next level when we're going to have a proficiency uh, increase so it's easier to hit things. <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, is Abby. Okay. Um, well, for my action, uh, I'm going to heal Luthmos up so he won't just die in one hit. So, uh, let's see how many points. Luthmos, what's your HP total? Uh, like your 46. 46? Oh, okay. Shit, okay. Uh, let's go with... Um, I have plenty of points to pass around here. I didn't use healing hands terribly much today. Uh, go ahead and heal back 20 hit points. Yeehaw. Hot oh, damn. All right, top of the round, Jimmy Bufo. Oh, Is, wait. Oh, what? shit. What? What? Huh? Well, I've, never mind. I've already done it, so I'll just have to keep it in mind for next time. Apparently, when I use Flurry of Blows with a key point... I can replace one of the unarmed strikes with a use of healing hands. <laughs> That's pretty good. Slap a dude and then slap another guy with uh, some good punches. Yeah. Yeah, I should have read my feature all the way through, but this is fine. At least now you won't die in one hit. Jimmy Bufo misses. Okay. Draxard. Uh, he's gonna hit again with um, just a... Just a punch, another gut punch. And do like three damage. Puppet guy, he's gonna miss. He's got multiple attacks though, but that's gonna miss as well. And he fumbles. 
God damn it. Cool. Um, then Rad, he's gonna use that bardic inspiration and oh, he crits. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna take baby. A, I'm gonna take a picture of it so you guys don't think I'm lying. Oh boy. Hot, hot mama. Here, I'll get, I'll get the crawfish in there too. No, that means that involves touching the crawfish. I can't touch the crawfish. I don't know why I chose to bring the crawfish up here instead of leaving it downstairs where I can't smell its delicious, tantalizing succulence. Fishness. There you go. Radiculio, awesome possum. Rolls a nat 20. Load picture. There it is. I see it. Oh, and men damage. You roll again. No, um, that that was actually his gut punch from earlier. Oh, it was this. I rolled a one plus his strength, so that's what you get when you got tiny arms, <laughs> and you're a little bitch. <laughs> Riad, where's your character sheet, my dude? Hell yeah! All right. And Rad in one fell swoop takes his sword and just slashes the absolute ever-loving shit out of that puppet dude. And that puppet is uh, torn to shreds in an instant. Fuck yeah. And as he is uh, being shredded away and dying, uh, Draxon, I know the way out and you have to wait. And he fades away. He's like, Draxar's just, what? Why do you have to speak up? Oh, shit. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> you have to save me. I could save you. Huh? What? Y'all hear something? <laughs> and Draxar looks around. One of his, his cute little robot friend got knocked out last session. His ribbon dude, who is his... Right hand man, real strong, just got shredded. One of his uh, teammates got turned over to the other side. And the, the beard devil guy is off in the corner. He's just like right there. I revealed him. He's right there. He's just hanging out to the side being like trying to figure shit out. Like He's just kind of watching and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he, 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 he showed up a little late. But he's also just kind of watching because he thought that this was going to go a lot better and he didn't want to fight. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh shit, I, I, I guess I should have uh, fought. You think? Uh, so sorry, boss. I, I didn't mean to, but uh, I got I, I, I got money, man. I, I, I got some... I don't fucking care right now. And he drops his weapons, and he holds his hands up, and he's like, All right, that's it. I'm out. Just giving up, just like that. <laughs> I know when to fucking fold them, you weird fucking devil thing. Hey, man, I'm also a weird fucking devil thing, man. Shut up! We're going home! Where's my motorcycle? <laughs> All right, guys, let's regroup. <sighs> okay. All right, so that means that now that we are done with combat, 
Um, oh, well, shit. I guess I don't know this in character. Because you said that, like, when the lights went out, like, there was the find the way back out message from the last yeah, time yeah, yeah, I remember. I... But I was unconscious for that, so I don't know what to do. So I guess Abby's just like, all right, let's regroup. What do we do? Yeah, this would be a perfect moment for other characters who were awake at the time to clue the unconscious characters in. So, Luthmos. I... I do that. Do, do you want to, like, uh, convey how you would have said it? Or do you just... Or are we just going to no, be like, everyone I, knows everything now? I completely forgot, so let's just <laughs> time skip to, to after I said it. All right. Uh, basically, what happened was the moment that the last uh, teammates on each side came into the room, the lights all went out, and magical text came on to the middle of the room that said, make your way out. Okay. And, and Jimmy Buffo is going to say a Jimmy Buffett quote. You know, people who think too much before they act, don't act too much. Thanks, Dad. Hmm. That's, uh, that's some um, wise words. Sounds like something that my master would have said. Well, your master sounds like a smart man. And I'm inspired by people who keep on rolling, no matter their age. That's another quote. I've got, I've got like seven tabs of these quotes. I can keep going all day, man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, well, uh, okay. Uh, so make our way out. So I guess, I mean, this is a labyrinth. There's no obvious exit. So I guess we just go back the way we come? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I've been checking along the doors and you can't really get out. Like, the walls are kind of like, like all the same like i can't tell what was door and what was wall you know and and i'm pretty well, good at finding like hidden stuff i got tiny hands and they're very sensitive wait uh i got an idea uh we got that jetpack don't we oh yeah we do have a jetpack are you gonna turn on the jetpack uh who has it right now i forgot who picked it up who it doesn't even matter it's the party's jetpack the, the, the thing that true. matters is who's going to put it on. We're I don't know if this... this. Yeah, who, who who will this fit on? We we can only put it on one person. It's a one-person jetpack, isn't it? Um, hmm. uh, Rad, you've been here before. Uh, well, like, then again, what? I guess you said that the labyrinth kind of like changes form, doesn't it? Uh, what? We got this jetpack, and... Yeah. I think somebody might be able to find a way out for the others if we can fly over the walls, so... There's a ceiling! The walls are I mean, flush there's... with the ceiling! I... They are? Oh. It, yeah, then... do you need somebody to get on your shoulders or just check it out? Because oh. I could tell you from I'm... for sure, like... Here, here, let me show you. He takes out his now glowing uh, weapon and he throws it up and kind of like a circular, like a baton twirl motion. And you can see as it goes up, you see that the top of the ceiling is flush with the wall. Okay. Sorry. Uh, out of character, I wasn't clear on. Yeah, it, how it's that not clear. I thought, were, I thought there were like half walls with an open ceiling above. Nope. What kind of maze would this be if there were half walls? I don't know. I mean, maybe you have like a force field false ceiling that shocks you. I think that's literally what anyway, happened in um, Yu-Gi-Oh! when they were fighting those twins in the labyrinth thing, where like Joey was like, oh, we can just jump over the walls. And Yu-Gi-Oh! was like, you idiot. 
there is a ceiling. And Jim, and, and fucking Joey's just like, uh, excuse me. It doesn't show there the ceiling. And then Yugi's just like, well, I'm written by the author to be super smart. So I'm the smart one in this conversation. Anyways, let's keep going. Anyway, uh, okay, so let's not activate the jetpack yet, we, since we don't know if it's like a one-time use thing. Uh, yeah, I'll take a Rad's offer and uh, have him climb on my shoulders since he's a smaller one and check out the ceiling and see if there's not a way out of here. Uh, like maybe a false panel or some shit like that. Yeah, he's like, he he's not really close to the ceiling, but he gets out his skateboard sword, he sheaths it away into that skateboard. Cause that's that's his weapon. It's a it's a laser sword. It comes out of skateboard, and it can be put into there like a sheath, like a big fucking sheath of a skateboard. And that's what's going on. It's like a gigantic popsicle, and he's like trying to touch the ceiling. And then something weird happens as he's touching the ceiling with his glowing sword thing. Uh, it's leaving green marks as he's going along. Interesting. Huh. Well, that's weird. Oh, well then. Um, neat. I guess this is our way out. Huh? As he's tapping the wall, every time he taps, there's a green mark that's left. And it's the same color as his glowing green sword thing. Oh, okay. Like, what does this mark look like? Is it just, like, a mark where he, he touched it? or Yeah, it doesn't have any, like, particular symbolism or anything. It looks exactly like the impression that something would give a, like, you're touching a stick to sand kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, it just, okay. It's I just sort of like a paintbrush to wall sort of thing. I see. Okay. Um, I draw a smiley hmm. face with my dagger. You, you what? A smiley face with my dagger. You draw some smiley faces with your dagger. Absolutely. It, it, what color did I give you? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. What color did I give you? I have no clue. I thought you were asking yourself. Me too. Yeah. And also, if anybody remembered, that'd be cool. If uh, uh, I had orange. I think I, think I had red. Um, I want to say that because um, I know that Kitara's was yellow, I think. Yeah. I think Brad's I was think green. And Red had green. So I Brad. think that Foxfires was blue? Yeah. yeah. No, we yeah. didn't pick up the blue one. The blue one was the other. It's on... No, there was several different kinds of blue like on the other side. There was like a an cyan and an azure and a purple on the other side because I ran out of colors. Sorry. Um, okay, Homestuck. It's not Homestuck. Homestuck has a perfect divide in the middle and doesn't have lime. There's also two purples. Actually, three purples if you count indigo as a purple. Yeah. Also, if you count magenta as a purple. Let's not, let's not argue color theory. Magenta's weird. Anyways. Homestuck, please. Wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I know you were in my Homestuck fan group at college, and we can't. I know we can't judge each other on this. <laughs> yes, we can. Have you ever seen the image of SpongeBob with the Homestuck police hat with his shoulder on Homestuck? 
on the same same SpongeBob with the other Homestuck police. That's us, and that's us fighting over if magenta and fuchsia and is the same purple, even though it's on the opposite on the hemo spectrum, but it's kind of more like a pink. So it's kind of weird that they're like, oh, God, I hate the rest bloods because they're a poopy brace and they don't have enough lifespan as the fuchsia races who get to live at the bottom of the ocean with their fucking Lucius's that are fucking eldric terrors for some god awful reason. Fuck you, Andrew Hussey. <laughs> uh, They're jealous of their powers. They don't want to live forever. And whatever. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, you did pick up the dagger and stuff. It's blue. Um like it the fight's over. You didn't have to like you, you didn't have to pick up the the weapon in the middle of the fight. Your your dagger is a nice blue and you make some blue smiley faces on the wall. Tell me, when when we draw on the wall, does the mark fade after a time or does it stay? It fades after a little bit. Like it, it stays there for about a minute and then it kind of just fades away. Hey, one of you guys, um I have an idea. Make a circle. Make a closed shape. Uh okay. Do you, do you do it? I'm doing it. Alright. How okay. big are you making the circle? Uh let's just say I'm I'm just, I'm just making the circle as big as it like. As you as can? A, yeah, as I can. Have you ever tried to draw a circle on a yes. wall? Yes. <laughs> oh man. It Maybe. sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Uh it's nothing like in Chalk Zone. What? Yeah, it's nothing like in Chalk Zone. Nothing like in Chalk Zone at all. What is that? Check. And nothing happened? I would call that a performance check, I guess. To see if you can perform a big enough perfect circle. But perform- <laughs> I don't Rudy, know! you gotta draw something! Rudy! You gotta draw! I haven't seen that Well, circle. that's a nine. Uh, it is an oblong circle. It, it's kind of got a bunch of bumps, and you're, and it's wiggling around. But as soon as you close the circle, um, it kind of flashes a bit and like, kind of arcs around. There's like magic that arcs around, and it's trying to like, and it it, it seems really unstable, and it kind of like fizzes away and then fades away. So, anyone else want to try? I will try to draw a circle. 15. Okay, you you draw a more better circle. Are you just trying to make it as big as you can? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This one, it doesn't seem as unstable, but at the same time, it's kind of like... It seems like it, it it's flashing, like the circle itself. It's filled in and trying to flash, and then it kind of just fades away again. Ugh, this isn't working. Uh, what else can we do? Uh, Draw a square. I don't know if a shape is gonna really change anything. K Kitara's drawing a small square on the wall, and it actually, uh, since it is as small and it's easier to like make good, it actually like brightly flashes, and then you can see light coming out of it. Oh, but it's a tiny, Shit. tiny square, and she's like. She she makes a surprised face and it points at it and it's like like make, makes guitar noises like 
Oh, huh. Uh, I guess I was wrong. All right. Um, who who's good at drawing? Everyone looks at Kitara. I'm a guessing. <laughs> well, I mean, she did is the only one that did this correctly, I guess. So yeah, she takes out her uh kitar and um starts from the floor, goes up, and then Rad kind of like picks up the at the at the top and like makes a line that goes all the way up to the top to the ceiling. And then they kind of go over a little bit, and then they go straight down, and it flashes. And it opens up. Yeah, baby. All right, go, go, go. We go in. Cool. You go into the next uh, room. There's a set of stairs that you go up. There's like no other way. There's like some cool marbly purple gold stairs. And you come across the next room at the next floor. And they've got like these big doors with, like, two sphinxes in designs in the f- front of the door. One of them, it's uh, the Mandrew Sphinx, and the other one is a second sphinx that you haven't seen yet. Um, but the design is very stylized, and you can't really tell the distinguishing features and stuff. And as these doors start to uh, split open... They reveal a uh, large chamber. It looks like it's the rest of the pyramid because you can tell that the top of the pyramid is at the very top. It kind of comes to a point at the ceiling. Cool. Okay. And I also like, I guess, notice the statue and I remark, I'm like, hmm. So I wonder if there's a sphinx other than the Mandro Sphinx. Maybe a, a Womandro Sphinx. They're called Gynosphinxes. Abby doesn't know that. <laughs> But I couldn't come up with a pun that was good enough for Gyno. So here we go. Uh, before you is the Mandro Sphinx and the Sphinx that you saw um, patterned outside on the door. And she, and Ma- the Mandro Sphinx is like posing around and like very active. And the other Sphinx is um, very silent. Uh, very proper and not really moving at all kind of like a a statue like a like a royal guard kind of uh demeanor to her she is in a full three-piece uh pinstripe suit patterned with like brick and with a light tan and gold lines uh very large shoulder pads and it sort of makes like a triangle and so it looks like, her top half is an inverted pyramid. Uh, her hair is very short and tight with very thin curls, and it's slicked back. So it kind of gives it, like, a wavy look with a single curl that's aligning her face. And she's wearing very thin rectangular fra- framed glasses that always seem to catch the light so you can never see her eyes underneath. Um, her wings are tucked neatly back behind her, and her tail is straight down, and it's motionless. She also has wedge platform shoes on that come to a point on the toe, and they have a perfect 51.5 degree angle from toe to heel. Huh. I also drew it, so, um, here we go. (laughs) Oh yeah, the, the drawing wasn't as good as I was hoping, but... 
that, that that's the visual representation of this character. I see. Okay, and you said that these two are in separate rooms, right? Uh, on one. they are right next to each other. They're in the same room of this large chamber. This, oh. this final chamber, it has like a royal blue, purple sort of, uh, like a, like a, like the floor is like a geometric design of like bricks and it's, the brick itself is like a very dark, uh, royal purple blue and it's very, uh, shiny like a glass, kind of like a, like a polished stone. And the top of the pyramid is uh, transparent, and you can see the night sky above you. And the 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 Mandro Sphinx speaks up. Congratulations on getting past uh, the labyrinth and making your way out into the final chamber. Cha. Ah, uh, thanks. You have also. Uh, performed admirably in the labyrinth and have taken on challenges that will provide you with the sweet bonuses. And she snaps her fingers and all you guys are fully healed. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> and now only one challenge remains. You must make a choice. You must either fight me in combat in order to prove yourself worthy or challenge me in a challenge of wits so either challenge your body and brawn against me or challenge your brain with me and we make this decision as a team right all of us versus one of you and they both say yes yes well, um, I'm not very smart, so my preference goes to the combat. Yeah, I ain't too, uh, well-learned either myself. What do you think, Foxfire? Okay, well, if we fight the Mandra Sphinx, we could die. I know uh, we fully heal. I turn to the Mandra Sphinx and I'm like, is that true? Will you kill us if we lose? Absolutely! This is a no-holds-bar fight! I will take you down to the death if you are unworthy of this strength. Uh, and what happens if we lose at the brain puzzle? It depends. Losing can mean many things. Okay, uh, so for the Mandro Sphinx, a loss means certain death, whereas for the other Sphinx, it's just kind of maybe death. I think we should go for maybe death. I think we've died enough already. I mean, maybe yeah. death is good and all, but can we win? I mean, we're not very smart. Are Rad and Kitara smart? Uh, well, considering who's in the room, Don't want to be rude, but I might be smarter than some of you kids. And Kitara, no, I fully accept that. And Kitara's just like, kind of nodding, kind of shrugging. And Jimmy Buffo is going to say another Jimmy Buffett quote. Oh boy. 
older and wiser voices can only help you find the right path if you're only willing to listen. Yeah, let's let's take the wit puzzle. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll I'll leave it up to you guys then. Uh, I guess we turn to the presumed gynosphinx, and, and since I don't think she said her name, uh, and say we'll take your challenge. I'm I'm just gonna call her Biznosphinx. The business sphinx. Like a business sphinx. Like a business. I am the business sphinx. And yes, you have made a wise choice. And the Amandro sphinx is... And I don't think you guys made a wise choice, but... Uh, best of luck! And he flexes out of there. Okay, bye. The business sphinx uh, clacks forward. Her hands are... Uh, perfectly symmetrical and behind her back and faces all six of you. My challenge is simple. Behind me and uh, out from behind her, there's a platform that rises. This is a challenge of within. It will force you to face yourself in such a way that no other brain teaser or riddle could ever challenge you. This is the hardest riddle of all. The riddle of who are you? You must you must face the hardest challenge of all of not being distracted and f- and running face first straight to your destiny. Only with a certain conviction will you be able to make it through. Those of you who have wavering hearts should not challenge. I will demonstrate. She snaps her fingers, and that uh, bearded devil guy appears into the room. He's like, hey, 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 w- w- what gives, man? Uh, we- We're trying to leave. Well, the exit's right over here. In fact, I will give you a chance of obtaining the item that you came here to receive. And she holds out her hand, pointing at the uh, platform it's full of like this eerie sparkling liquid. He's like, "Oh, okay." And he like trots on over to it, looks in and like, "It's it's it's just in here, right?" And she's like, "Indeed." And he's like, "Okay." And he dives in. And then a couple of seconds later, he like pops back up and he's just like, "Huh. You know, I realize I don't really need it." Yeah, I mean, do we really need anything? I mean, What's the point? Like, I could just sit here forever. This is nice. And he's kind of like sitting, kind of like how you would in a hot tub, and he's just kind of like floating there. Oh, well, I guess that's just uh, our fate when we, like, not pass the challenge. She actually, like, holds up a finger and she's like, wait for a moment. Yeah, this is... This is great. I don't need a. I'm not. I don't feel hungry. I don't feel tired. I don't feel like doing anything anymore. And then you see him float down beneath the surface, and there's not even a bubble that comes up afterwards. It's just silence. Oh well, I guess we die. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's what you meant by not certain death. This is just you know more of a fate worse than death kind of thing, eh? 
Regretfully, my experiments in trying to perfect perfect homeostasis in living creatures has led me to the conclusion that uh, such a state will uh, cause irreparable damage to the organic systems that require a constant imbalance of nutrition and chemicals, and thus trying to create the perfect and balanced system will inevitably cause death. And such, if you satisfy all things and needs, you will perish. Oh. Well. Which is why I say only those who are convicted in their resolve and say that their will is strong enough to overcome the bodily desire for peace will be able to receive the legendary MacGuffin. Gotcha. Well, who wants to give it a shot? Uh, I guess I can. Go for it. I think you're a pretty driven individual, Luthmus. I'm yeah. not just saying that. Yeah. Alright, so I uh, I just kind of step in there, do I? Yeah, you step up to the platform and there is a huge just vat-like thing of like, it's just like a swimming pool of this sparkling liquid. It seems to be reflecting the night sky above you, but it also like reflects your face and you kind of just stare back at yourself and it's just it's just like this moment. How are you feeling? I feel determined. You feel determined. Sorry, at my own reflection fills me with, de- with determination. Oh, we're uh, gonna get copyright struck if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Fox is gonna break down my door and release millions of Pomeranians to shit on my carpet. Yes. Okay. Um... Sans will will <laughs> do what he's known for doing on Sundays. <laughs> I uh, I go in. Yeah, you you dive in. Okay. Welcome to episode 30 of Chronicles of Starlight. Sorry, it's like a week late. Uh, <laughs> uh, things happen. Uh, not, not, not anything in particular. More like um, last week I was like, oh shit, I don't have like any music. And also this thing is like almost two hours long. So uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun episode to finish up with and stuff. And uh <laughs> listening back to it it's like four months ago and i i can remember it perfectly of like having delicious bag of crawfish staring at me the entire session fuck i want some crawfish right now um but for next episode i don't really know when that one's gonna come out i have two episodes in the backlog and i'm getting kind of like antsy that uh because uh, it's looking like we've been recording episodes once a month. That's just kind of how our schedules have been aligning lately. 
Um, so that's going to mean that um, this is probably going to switch from a twice a month thing to a once a month thing once I get through the backlog. Um, like hopefully I'll try to stay consistent uh, with uh, recording and releasing episodes, but um, it's probably going to end up being a whenever I'm able to record, I'm going to edit it down and then pop it out whenever I can. If it's going to be like a once a month sort of thing, it's not going to be like a specific day that I release it. It's more going to be like, we finally got to be able to record. I'm going to slap it out there. So, But there is a good thing to that. I, um, Since it's going to be like very episodic when it reaches that point where I release an episode, then I record an episode, I'm, I'll am i be able to get like more direct feedback from people. So if people are like, hey, so next episode you should do this. And I'll be like, yeah, I can absolutely do that. Instead of being like, well, um, turns out we recorded a couple of things. But anyways, um, I'm like 14,000 words on my uh, novel thing. Um, I think I'll be able to release like a preview of it for Patreon. Uh, like a preview f- for free and then like um, access to the full thing. For uh, people who support the Patreon. Uh, again, that's like not related anything to uh, Chronicles of Starlight. It's just, um, if you like my storytelling stylings, then you're probably going to like the story that I'm writing. Um, other than that, um, we have Twitter now. Uh, Twitter is StarlightCast. And I'll try to be uh, posting news there. It's going to be more focused on Chronicles of Starlight news instead of, like, the Tumblr, which is, like, just D&D in general. Um, so follow StarlightCast on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you feel like. I post, like, rarely, very, very rarely. Um, I post more on Tumblr, which is Chibi Cheese Puff. Twitter, Chibi Cheese Puff. Uh, Patreon is Chibi Cheese Puff. Um, but yeah, um... If you're liking the show, tell somebody about it. So far, we got, like, no reviews on uh, Apple iTunes podcast review things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually check that right now. Let's see. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> um, but that would be really helpful for me um, to get some feedback back on to the podcast and... Uh, figure out what I need to improve upon. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, I'll catch you guys hopefully in two weeks, if not three weeks. Uh, probably three weeks, considering in like two weeks there's gonna be Sword and Shield coming out and I I will be clinically dead for several months until I'm done with that game. (laughs) Anyways, hope you enjoy. Bye! Down a moment. Jackknife. Jackknife. Yeah, do like a flip into it. Shit. No. <laughs> God. <laughs> do you just like hop on in, or do you actually do a, a quarter half circle backslip, uh, double macchiato no, <laughs> somersault? I, I, just, I just hop on in. Okay. Um.
And like immediately, it feels like a rush of water is like reached into your brain. Um, and you can feel like your sensation of where you are and when you are and how you are is just uh, melting away from you. Oh boy, I just swim around. Yeah, you're swimming. Um, but suddenly you are at a battlefield. Oh boy. Uh, your commanding officer, uh, is, uh, giving orders to the rest of the troops of your troop. And he is telling you guys, um, the, he's telling you guys, like, the plan, the, the, um, tactical mission that you guys are going to be undertaking. Um, you guys are part of the vanguard who is going to break through enemy lines um trying to just like run in and take some heavy fire so that their other uh troops in the back can build up their uh, ballistas and catapults and take out the other team without being distracted by enemy fire basically okay roll me a will save uh, will save is, um, wisdom? Yeah. Okay. This is 17. Okay. Uh, you, you are in this, um, little troop unit. You're in this little unit, uh, made up of, uh, about 10 of you. And you are preparing for this, uh, forward march, which... Some of them are looking around and they're pretty nervous and they're certain that they are not going to make it. Um, I guess I hold my head up high and I try to give them a little pep talk of we're, we're going for it, we're, we're gonna uh, get through it, we're going to make everyone proud. That's the problem though, if we get through it, we're gonna die like like we're just being thrown away we're, th- we're we're just tossed into battle like this we're, we're we're gonna be sitting ducks out there man we're not gonna make it back what if you just run away when you're on the battlefield no one will notice i mean that's you know I, i'll be court-martialed i'll i i, I can't do that <laughs> I got a family that I have back at home and I can't run back to them. They'll know where I live. I There's nowhere for me to run bef- before it into death. I What's even the point of this? I don't want to fight anymore. The point is to protect those we love, right? But but we're we're invading. Then we're just going to run away, go back to our families and move somewhere else. It might be easier for you to say you probably have, you know, the back resources to give you the confidence to say something like that, but not everyone can, like, drop everything and run away to somewhere else. I... You're you're talking about treason, and everyone's kind of just, like, stepping back and like, whoa, whoa, treason. Oh, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear this. Look, I can help. I can help. And what... And what we're doing, what we're about to do, is destroying other families as well. In the name of saying that we're trying to protect those we love. But that's not it. 
sometimes you have to make hard decisions to to make it true and do the right thing. Okay. Roll me a will save. Mm, that's six. That's a six. All right. You are at the day of the battle. Uh, the, 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 the very next, the, the, the hour of the battle. Um, your scouts have been able to see the enemy line that is also lining up, trying to uh, set up their ballistas and uh, catapults. They too have a vanguard. Uh, they estimate about 20 or so in their vanguard. Um, they couldn't really tell how well they were armed. They could only tell how many there were. Uh, but everyone on your, in your unit of the vanguard, uh, is extremely nervous. And they're looking to you for advice since you were the one who boldly claimed to defect from the army in the middle of battle. Um, well, shit. Uh, can I get a description of the surroundings? Uh, the surroundings, they're kind of like a muddy sort of, uh, landscape. There's some grass and trees far off on either side. You guys are about to head into battle across this somewhat muddy, mucky, um, uh, ground in the middle. Um, there's, there's apparently, like, a river far off on the other side. Uh, but the battlefield is all just mud. Hmm... Well, shit, I have no idea what to do. Part of you just thinks that it would be better if you just maybe died here. Maybe that would be the best solution. Because then you wouldn't be contributing to, like, this war machine and stuff. And maybe maybe you should just run over there and surrender. Maybe, they, maybe they're nice. Uh, is it possible to sabotage, like, the, the big machinery? The, the ballistas and catapults on your side? Yeah. Um, you're actually kind of far away from them. Um, it, it is definitely possible to do so, but it would involve, you know, like, moving away from the front line and um, causing your commanding officer to, like, be aware that you are moving back and not moving in, like, where you're supposed to be going. Hmm... It's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just not what you would be normally doing. It's uh, sort of disobeying orders. Okay, so obviously the people in my unit are, like, really afraid to die and stuff. As would anyone be, but yeah. Isn't there maybe a way to, like, get the unit away from the battleground under the guise of, like... It being a plan. Well, maybe roll me an intelligence check to see if, like, I can help you... No, no, maybe... No, that's more of, like, a wisdom thing. In fact, roll me a will save. 18. Okay. Uh, then in that case, I'll try to help you out with this. Um, you could pretend that there was an ambush. There's things that you could try and say... Um... There maybe you could like throw one of your compatriots under the bus and say, "Oh, uh, one of our uh, units uh, has defected, and everyone else has defected, and I'm the only one left, and I'm the only one who could come back and say anything about it." Or you could um, 
come back and say this one's a traitor and was pl plotting to uh, have everyone leave in the middle of battle. It, there's ways to be a little bit clever about this. Um, and I will give you the benefit that, of the doubt, uh, depending on how well thought out your plan is, basically. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay, I can say that um, we've seen opposing troops march towards the river, and we're thinking that they're planning an ambush on us. So we're going there to prevent that from happening. Okay, so then mm, we, we should probably send some scouts out there and uh, look that part of the river over. Uh, thank you for your... Uh, Intel troop. Yay? No, no, no. Get, get back to the front line. Now the scouts are going over to the river area. Well then. What was a dice roll? Nothing. Is something gonna happen? I mean, there's gonna about to be a fight. Not unless you do something. Fight. Oh boy. Um... Um, uh, why are we fading again? Roll me a will save. I rolled 12. Okay. You remember your commanding officer telling you that you are invading, um, a neighboring territory that has been rebelling against the main territory that you've been represented by, but the main territory didn't want to give out a bunch of supplies, so, um... Your little tiny unit only has so many troops and so many swords and shields and, like, armor to use because apparently they don't think that this territory is worth uh, fighting that much. That's a basic idea of what's going on here. So why are we fighting this? Why are we invading if the mainland obviously doesn't think it's that important? Why, why don't we just... Let them. I mean, there's probably obviously a reason why why the neighbors are rebelling. Roll me a will save. Eight. Okay. Uh, some of the other troops are like, well, yeah, that's kind of the whole deal. I mean, uh, it's a small part of the territory, but uh, I, I, I mean, they're like a tiny farming village off to the side, and they... I, I bet their entire town is the one who's trying to defend themselves here. But, like, you you told the scouts to go over that way, right? I mean, like, what's the point? Why'd you do that? Like, what's your plan here? Why are we fighting something that's obviously not worth fighting for? When it's obviously the mainland who's at fault. Romeo will save. Twelve. Okay. The other troops are kind of looking around and just like, yeah, maybe maybe if we just get this over with, maybe we'll survive and just go home. And uh, on the outside of this, uh, it has been a couple of minutes. Like, you remember the uh, beard uh, devil guy? He took a couple of seconds and was back up. It's been a couple of minutes for Luthmos. Okay. Um... I'm gonna turn to the business sphinx 
And I'm just going to be like, uh, so the fact that he's not coming up, is that a bad sign or a good one? It is hard to tell. Can can he hear me? I don't know. Have you tried? Hmm. I'm going to kind of lean over the vat, not going into it, but just kind of so I can project my voice into the container. Just be like, Luthmus, hey, can you hear me? No, I hear Abby. Nope. I don't I know if you can hear this, but, but you know, it, we're all rooting for you out here. Don't give up. I you gotta get the MacGuffin. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> you, you gotta do this. We gotta get the MacGuffin so we can save the world. I believe in you, at least. So you wish to save the world with the MacGuffin? Yeah, well, more than just the world. It's complicated to, to explain. Try me. Yeah, well, I'll try. Uh, no guarantees that you're going to be able to hear it. Uh, sort of magic bullshit. On the outside, this is all just a memory. Ra- this stuff has already happened to Rad. Uh, over there. And I point at Radiculio. Um, we're, right now, not only our world, but every world is either in danger or has already been consumed. That's why we need it, because the MacGuffin may be able to transform into something that would help us stop these bizarre creatures that are eating everything. Well, certainly the MacGuffin has the power to transform into one thing that you need, but... Well, one thing is better than nothing. What the rat of the... What do you believe is the one thing you need? What do I need? I... It's so hard to say because there's more than one thing. I mean, it seems so impossible to really combat these monsters because there's so many of them. Maybe that would be a big help, is having something that could gather all the things in one place. And maybe if we had some sort of weapon that could take them out, then maybe we could stop all this. Well, that is what I mean when you require conviction. Visualize in your mind what you need. The one key object that could bring your foes toppling down. That is what you need. Alright, got it. Okay. Hmm. So hard to focus. Do you mind if I sit down and try and visualize this? I'd imagine that sitting would help. And it's strange that you weren't already sitting next to the pool. Ah. Sorry. I, I guess she still kind of leaned over it a little bit. Anyway, uh, she kind of sits down in a more meditative stance. Um, and, I tr- and Abby tries to focus her mind and think about what she thinks would be key to defeating the... Um, forgot the name we decided on them. Cheese eaters, world destroyers, whatever you want to call them. Well... Bring me into Abby's mind, then. Tell me what she's thinking. Okay. Uh, so, um, she's thinking about how these things have, like, how they just devoured anything that was basically not organic, right? Or organic, not. Yeah, they de- they devour anything non-organic. Yes. So she thinks about 
actually her fighting style and how her master taught her how you need to use your opponents um basically their their momentum against them and so she thinks of maybe there'd be some way that when they attack there'd be some way of counteracting their their appetites in a way so I guess if you're if we're saying how she'd visualize defeating one in combat is just uh I guess one lunging at her or something like that and then sending a blow through it and it just explodes kind of like the way things would with a like a quivering palm or fist of the north style uh, fist of the north star style thing if that makes any sense yeah you're already dead and all that um yeah you hear her voice is that really what you need strength <laughs> power I... will that fix the problems that you face or will that just cause more I don't see how it would cause more if they were dead. She thinks about it a second and shakes her head. Maybe destruction is not the answer, but but creation. But these things eat is faster than anything can create. So maybe there's another way. Maybe maybe some sort of reversal. But she shakes her head and tries to visualize it again. This thing attacking her, attacking the planet. And once again, she strikes it, but rather than before where it exploded, it starts reversing. And it basically spits up everything it had eaten back to where it was before, and it reverses off into the sky, never to be seen again. That what you are describing in your head right now is a physical impossibility. You are describing time travel, breaking the sacred law of time. But with magic, anything is supposed to be possible, isn't it? Possible, yes. But legal? No. Legal to who? Legal to the laws of the universe. Much like how when I push an object, it pushes back. That is a law. You but cannot... Even get... You cannot reverse time and expect things to flow back differently. And she actually, like, in, in your imagination, as that creature is going backwards, it stops and goes forward and uh, repeats the action that it just that you just imagined it reversed. What else could we possibly do? Foxfire, how are you feeling? I'm just... Uh... Foxfire is dead. <laughs> yeah. I turned to Rad, like, do you guys got any ideas? Uh, about what? I, I have lots of ideas. I mean, like, why is the sky a weird dark magenta? You know? Like, why is it always a weird dark magenta? But I don't think that's really relevant to what you're asking, but go ahead. What, 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 what were you wanting to know more about? Like, do you have any, like, do you know anything that could might help us here? <laughs> I'm just as stumped as you. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, Can I roll... Will this be a perception or, or investigation check? Perception is what you can see. Investigate is figuring out... Uh, putting together clues. Okay, I'm gonna roll an investigation check to, like, see if I can, like, figure anything out. Okay. Lovely. That's a whole six. 
so you're just trying to figure things out and you're just like, I'm stumped. Everything doesn't make much sense. Yes. Cool. Jimmy Buffett's going to say, I mean, Jimmy Buffo's going to say Jimmy Buffett's words. Well, guys, quitting doesn't enter my mind. And he, like, takes a sip of his margarita. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. You're doing great. It it seems like this is, like, a really weird situation. Like, is, is the Sphinx actually, like, helping us? Like, I don't really get her end goal here. It's like, it's like she's both toying with us and, but also trying to teach us, you know? Yeah. And Luthmos, I don't even know what the fuck is going on in Luthmos. I mean, maybe we should have tied a rope to him. Let's dive in that juice. Yeah, that, that juice. What would happen if you drink it? Huh? Put margarita in the juice. Put margarita in the juice? I don't know if that'll work. Try. Oh, here's here's a good quote. If it doesn't work out, there will never be any doubt that the pleasure was worth all the pain. And he, like, pours out some of his infinite margarita into the vat. Do I get a taste of margarita? <laughs> the, the, the business sphinx is, like, looking over at this, and she's just kind of shaking her head. Um, But we're going to go back and see what the hell's going on with Luthmos. It I is... have Does he taste margarita? margarita in my mouth. Roll will save. Eight. Eight? Eight. Yeah, eight. So it is a cup like like they are getting ready to fire at you guys. Um you can see the enemy line. They have their bows drawn, and um the front has big wooden shields and tables in front of them. And they are slowly marching themselves forward. Well, I don't know about you guys, but these people have families too. They're probably doing this because they too want to have a better life for their families. And I don't want a part in destroying that. And I turn around and walk away. You turn around and walk away? Yeah. I walk away from the battlefield. Roll a will save. Eleven. Okay. Some of the other guys around you are like, you can't just leave us. They're going to slaughter us. You can come with me or you can go ahead and try whatever it is that the system is trying to accomplish. The, the, the system? <laughs> Dude, you're thinking too big here. You're going to get yourself killed. They can see you. But they can... They can see me for all I care. I'm I'm not going to be a part of this. An arrow is shot and lands right in front of you. But it looks like it came from your side of the line. I'm not going to be intimidated into fighting. I'm not going to ruin these lives the same way my own was ruined. I'm not going to be responsible for it. Romeo will save. 19. All right. The volleys of arrows start firing from both sides, and you are booking it. I don't know what direction you're booking it towards, but you are booking it. Uh, There are arrows that are coming towards you. Um, Some of them are scraping your skin, but um, none of them stick into you, so you're able to make it uh, and run away. 
and you currently far off in the battle from the battlefield. I am hoping you didn't run towards either of the enemy lines or your former army line. Yeah, I I just ran towards where I thought was the safest to go. Yeah, somewhere into the forest. And and you're just running. You're gone. The sound of clanging swords and shields is in the background, and you can hear the large thunks of catapults and ballistas being shot, and just the sound of yelling. And it gets further and further away from you the farther you run. And the voices of your comrades sort of just echo in your head, just the lingering sound of them uh, screaming off in the distance sort of just makes you remember how they didn't want to fight either. And you can hear regret as eventually their screaming stops. And roll me a will save. Seven. Okay. It is a little bit further in time. Uh, you have uh, defected from the army. Um, and you've decided to maybe make a life for yourself. Because, well, life has to continue after you decided that your life is more important than fighting. Um, and tell me how that went. Um, well, he he just keeps thinking to himself, he, uh, they had the same choice as he had, and that they too could have just stopped fighting or, like, run away, and so he's just, like, doing some mercenary work on the side, and trying to, like, help out those who need it. So, so helping doesn't really, you know, you, you can't just, like, help people. It's, like, what in particular are you doing? Um, I help people by doing, like, um, I give them gold when they need it. Um, I do escort stuff, like, escort carriages, that kind of stuff. Okay. And during these times, uh, you are running into, you know, some less fortunate people who have decided that taking things through violence will, um, give them a better chance of survival than, well, not resorting to violence. And they will frequently try to mug you or mug other people nearby. It is a war-torn country and supplies are limited. I either try to, like, convince them to leave the, leave the violence behind and offer them, like, a share of my supplies when I can. Or, like, if they, like, really don't want to, I just beat them unconscious. <laughs> you get a... <laughs> you get a couple of them who just are always angry at you. You caught them a couple of times now, and they uh, look at you with resent. Uh, because you've marketed yourself as someone who is very strong and capable and... Uh, able to safely escort people, and you've made a uh, a small living for just yourself. They look at you with, like, a hungry envy. 
but you could tell that it's not coming from a place of anger. It's coming from a place of um, not not anger at you, but anger at everything. And some of them will yell at you, saying something along the lines of, "What gives, man? I just needed a little something, something, you know." everything sucks, alright? I don't got a lot, and you got a lot, so, you know, just even the odds here, bud. Lufos tosses them some gold and, like, offers something like, if you help me, I help you. What, you're just gonna... I'm not a... a a servant? Or... or, I'm not gonna dance for you? I'm not a monkey, man? And he, he, he takes the coins, though. <laughs> I don't mean it in a I'm a buffy way. I mean, you can help me with the work I'm doing and get a fair share as well, or you can keep doing what you're doing right now. Uh, are, are, uh what do you mean? Like, we're not gonna be, like, murdering people, right? No, of course not. We're not here to kill people, we're here to protect those who need it, and help those out who need it. And you- if anyone, if if there's anyone who doesn't give up, you just knock them unconscious and leave them somewhere safe. <laughs> but, that can't be that lucrative. I mean, really, only the people who could afford something like that would be like, you know, the uppity nobles who are... They're the ones that are making all the money off this damn war. Sometimes helping people doesn't only mean doing tasks for them. It also means giving anything that you can miss in these in these trying times. What What do you mean by that? Like gi- giving things? I just gave you some gold, didn't I? You can buy at least two weeks of supplies with that. Well, oh, yeah, but. I mean, you can't do that for everybody. You're not going to have anything left. Sometimes the bare necessities is all all I need. And so, and is that... knowing that there is people out there who will have who will live for another day is better than having an entire stash for myself. Is that really all you need? And roll me a will save. Natural 20. All right. You get a sudden moment of clarity, and you remember things. As for for a brief moment, everything comes back to you, the reason why you're here and all that. And then what do you do? Oh boy. Because um... for you, it has been months. You have been living on this uh, kind of soggy, foresty, little marshy kind of land. It's been war-torn, and you've built up family, uh, found family, um, in this little town that you've been helping out. And suddenly, all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, this has only been a couple of minutes! And I think to myself, I need to save the universe. And suddenly, everything sort of just kind of melts away. And before you is is a strange object. It looks like it is made out of constantly shifting geometry that looks like it's made of just mathematical formulas like fractals that cause it to constantly look like it's growing but keeping the same size. 
I reach out to it. As you reach out to it, and you're about to claim your rightful prize, there's a bubble that appears below you, and a huge burst of foam, like an eruption of bubbles comes up, causing uh, you to be shot backwards just a little bit. As, as it like, it, it completely encompasses this strange fractal-like object in front of you. Oh boy. And you see a golden light, and it looks to be in the shape of a flower. A flower? Yeah. It, it's a golden light in the shape of a flower, and it seems like the stamen, you know, that little part in the middle that's like the part where the pollen is yeah. released? Yeah. It looks to be in the shape of a crown. Um, and a familiar dark figure walks out. They don't have that same creepy dress that you saw on Strawberry's planet, but it mm -hmm. is that same God. bastard from earlier. It's him. It's him. How is he even there? You can see that that dark gray, purple, lavender, lilac smoke encompassing him around him and his hand is reaching out towards the, uh, let's call it what it is, the MacGuffin, as well. He's like, oh, great! You finally cleared it all up around it. I can get it myself. Um, well, you're what, what he said. If we can't snatch it, then we need to destroy it. I lunge forward and try to grab the MacGuffin. You... Uh, push with all your might, but it feels like your arms are being dragged down and it's almost like you're trying to reach upwards. Almost as if your arms are being dragged down by oh a whole guard, whole, whole grocery bags full of probiotic yogurts as you're trying to close your trunk door that's way above you and it really hurts <laughs> and I shouldn't have bought so many probiotic yogurts but they're all on sale and I need to stock up and it, it you're gonna Is need it, a strength check was that like from a personal experience it was about like you know three hours ago maybe <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a 19. Sweet. So you are able to break through that bubble mass. It's rippling around your arm. And um, both of you grab the MacGuffin at the same time. Oh, boy. Ho -ho! Oh, hey there. Now what's going to happen? Well, you see, I've been predestined to be victorious in this, so <laughs> you're just gonna lose. <laughs> what do you need at the current moment? Uh, I need something to save the universe with. It breaks. Right. It breaks and shatters in your hand. What? What? Wait a minute, no! They aren't supposed to break! He looks right in your eyes and he says... What did you do? I wished for something to save the universe with. And I guess having the MacGuffin destroy itself to keep itself out of your hands was the thing we needed. You, you bastard. How dare you? And immediately he's lunging forward towards you. And up at the surface, 
Uh, Abby, you're just like kind of just sitting there moping to yourself, thinking about what we you need and what needs to be done. But the business sphinx straightens herself up and looks around and then looks straight down and snaps her fingers. And immediately that guy that was in front of you is gone. He's just gone in an instant. Yeah. And huh? suddenly the pool is drained and Luthmos, you're at the top. Yay! I survived! Oh my god! Well, I, like, try to pull Luthos up, and I'm like, so did you win? What happened? Where's the thing? I won everything. Congratulations, but I see that what you truly needed was nothing. What? Huh? Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the MacGuffin. I wished for something to save the universe with, and this bastard was trying to take the MacGuffin from me as we were both holding it, and the MacGuffin broke itself. So I guess the best interpretation of this is that keeping the MacGuffin out of this guy's hands was what we really needed. Wait, bastard? What? Who? The same bastard as on Strawberry Sunshine's planet. The one that killed me? Yes. <sighs> How is he... How is, how is he even there? I thought that you were in like a journey of the mind type of shit. How is he? I, I have no idea. He came out of a flower. It it wasn't so much he came out of a flower, but you, um, in that dark water, that's kind of what you were able to see. And that golden light sort of illuminated the portal that he had opened up. But the flower sort of was around his head, sort of like a crown. Oh, yeah. And in particular, I want you to remember that it said he said that it granted him victory. He had a flower crown that he was convinced of that granted him victory. And I guess not giving him that victory was what we really needed. Wait, so this guy had a little daisy chain on his fucking head? What are we talking here? He had just had like one giant flower on his head. I don't know what it is or how he got it, but apparently it's supposed to grant him victory all the time, but not this time. No, he's just a deluded but powerful fool. He's bitch. He's bitch. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> the business sphinx uh, looks at her watch, which is absolutely definitely a sundial, and you don't know how she's able to tell time on it. Hmm. It seems our time is almost up here. I yeah. I wish you the best of luck in your universe-saving adventures. Thank you. Thanks. And perhaps All I've right, guys. given you something to think about. Yeah. Wait, what, what, what's going on? I mean, like, what do you mean time's almost up? We have to go. Like, you or Royal we are like... Me and Luthmus and Foxfire have to go. You'll still be here. I mean, these are, well... Can't really explain it to you, but time we shenanigans. will see us later. T time shenanigans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to explain it. Uh, okay. But anyway, guys, we need to figure out what we're taking home with us. We can't take a we couldn't take the MacGuffin, but we could still take something. Does uh, Red have his uh hmm? the margarita? One of us guitar. One of us guitar's guitar. 
I was thinking the jetpack, but oh, we also had a a key that we never used. No, that that key opened up the next room of the labyrinth. Oh, okay. We don't need that. Well, we could take the jetpack with us. Yeah, let's take the jetpack. Are we gonna then we can. We, I forgot. Didn't we get it upgraded so we could take two items, or did yeah, I just two, make that up? Yeah, two small items or one quote unquote bigger item. Okay. Does a like, jetpack count as a large item or a small item? Small item. When I mean big item, I mean like super magical thing. Oh, okay. okay. I, or like something that's physically big. I would guess. And eh, kinda, yeah. It, it, like it's something that has more like significance, basically. Like, you could probably take, like, two small weapons or, like, the MacGuffin. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So if we had been able to get the MacGuffin and not keep it away from that guy, then we would have taken that. And that would have counted as one. Okay, gotcha. So we can pick the jetpack, and then we have one other thing that we could take. Well, what does Rat want this to take to the future? He wanted us to take the MacGuffin, is the yeah, thing. But- I'm trying to think of if he had, like, a backup in mind. I can't remember. It's been so long. No, he didn't. He just said, uh, either take the MacGuffin or destroy it. Okay. Well, we so have it's really read- up to us. We have Red right here. Red, what what would you want this to take, to take into the future? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. Um, am- is Kitara and my dad gonna be there in the future? No. Oh. I very sadly shake my head. Well, I mean, I guess no spoilers on how, but I I would like her, you know, something of remembrance from them. And Kitara takes off her leather jacket, and Jimmy Buffo takes off his weird cybernetic headpiece thing, and like. He gives them to Rad, and he's like, "Oh shit, oh shit, that's where he got them." Yeah, that's where he got them. He he's like, "Oh, I mean, thanks." <laughs> I didn't even ask. He's like, and Jimmy Buffo is just, "Oh god, I need to find a good one. I need to find a good Jimmy Buffett quote." Come on, don't fail me now. <laughs> H- how about this? You know, son, I'm. Super proud of you. Uh, no jokes. No, no quotes. I, I'm just, when, when you were a kid and you, and our, well, when mom left, I, I didn't really know what to do. And I'm sorry I wasn't so there for you as I should have been, but I'm so proud of the man that you've become today. It's, it's really encouraging. I, I'm proud of the name that you have made for yourself. I, and I, I'm guessing I know what's gonna happen next. Uh, I can smell um, a tragic end from a mile away. And well, if there's a heaven for me, I'm sure it has a beach attached. I guess you could call it like a, a Margaritaville. Yes, I suppose. Well, son, be yourself, be pleasant, play hard, and have no regrets. And Kitara uh, plays a little tiny song, and um, she takes off her kitar, 
and she hands it to uh, one of you guys, and she's like, kind of shrugging. Thanks. And she like kind of gives a little two hand, two fingered salute, and they and both of them kind of step back and give a soft little wave as like the Bizno Sphinx is like, "Are you guys done?" Uh, yeah, 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 I think so. Okay, uh, then I'm going to release this entire gigantic horde of weird robotic creatures that are trying to devour this entire world. Because I can't hold them back for much longer, and I do believe that this is the end right here. Um, farewell. Yeah. And very peacefully, you guys are back uh, on the ship. Um, it, it, this this wasn't like a like a like a like a sudden awake jerk motion you just kind of softly wake up as you can see um kitara and jimmy buffo softly waving goodbye as the floor beneath them gets torn away and you are back in that tiny little conference room and you are up on a you, you come upon a scene where it looks like they were halfway through making a little party banner and a cute little like balloons half inflated and little uh, garlands kind of half strung onto the wall and there's streamers up they got to they managed to put up streamers but everyone looks very panicked. Strawberry is right next to you guys, and uh, Jim is like actively trying to heal um, just just everybody. He's like, "Y'all, what the fuck just happened?" We're fine. What? You? What do you mean? All three of you almost died like three times, and we had to what? revive you several times. It was not. Good. We're fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a good time. We got our asses kicked uh, multiple times by like a a weird electro dragon and like a dragon dude. A lot of dragons kicking our asses today. I wanted to make you a party, and I wanted to make it perfect and wonderful. But you guys almost died, and I started to freak out. And I don't think this oh, would. I mean, a- uh, we could still have a party. I'm sorry, we almost died. That wasn't exactly in the plan, but no, of course not. But we're fine. Oh my god, you guys are fine. We're fine. Oh, this we're causes real. this, 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 this demands a double celebration. We need, uh, we need like a party platter, pizzas, um, like like whole cakes. And Ferrix is over to the side like, I I can't make those. Where, where are we going to find those? Andrew's like stumbling into the room and she's got like medical supplies all in her arms. Like, okay, so I've got gauze. Don't think that's going to work. I've got band-aids. Also don't think that's going to work. I got topical salves. Don't think that's going to- Oh, they're awake. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're back. God. We gooch. Are you sure you're gooch? Are you sure? Well, we are now. Your heart yeah. stopped, like, three times, right? We and know. Jim was like, we were there. We... It was our hearts. 
Yeah, you almost gave me a heart attack. You're fine remember. now. Yeah, you're fine now. God damn it. We have a jetpack and a guitar. You got a what? Yeah, the MacGuffin kind of broke. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I guess the MacGuffin was so important that it needed to not uh, fall into the wrong hands. Yeah. Yeah, uh, apparently Luthmus got attacked by the same guy that killed me last time, so that's not yeah. good. Yeah, and, and uh, he he tried to take the MacGuffin, but I grabbed it the same time as he grabbed it, and I wished for something to save the universe with, and then the MacGuffin broke, so I I make of it what you want. I guess this guy not having the MacGuffin was like the best outcome. And you survived with an encounter with this guy again? Yes! You must be really lucky. All in a day's work. All in a day's work, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, great news! We are super close! to the uh festival the uh, the 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 uh, the, uh, the intergalactic super festival of the two exploding suns they don't have oh a really boy. good name for it because it's supposed oh to be boy. translated into multiple languages but yeah intergalactic uh, exploding uh, sunday i guess uh we'll That's just cool. have to We'll just have to stuff the coin somewhere in the back of a drawer or something so that it doesn't activate when we're doing that. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> have you guys noticed that it only activates when we're in the plane of pink? Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. As long as we don't go through the plane of pink again. And, uh, um, Luthmos, do you give a description of what happened? Yeah, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll tell everyone what happened in my, like, life that was totally not my life. Yeah, you have, like, a whole couple of months of some other life that's now in your head that's kind of gonna just, like, be in the back every now and then and be like, oh, that happened. No, it didn't. <laughs> I'm just gonna write it off as a daydream. One hell of a daydream. Yeah. Because of that, I'm gonna give you um a knowledge in military uh stuff. Put somewhere that you got like military knowledge uh like one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you'll get bonuses for rolling for um military stuff. Woo! Just like I got knowledge in like adventuring stuff because I was with uh, those two in the store when they were like discussing all the, the stuff they needed. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Good old Anthony and Rothkar. Wow. I'll miss those guys. That takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have been smelling this delicious bag of crawfish this whole time. And I've been very good to not snack on it while you guys were playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's all cold. What? No, 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 no. No, no! It is cold! <laughs> what have you done? No! Your hubris has ruined your crawfish! My crawfish! No! I shouldn't have 
been tempted by the delicious smell. I should have waited for a moment that I could have snacked on it all at once. What have I done? <laughs> you want to know a fun fact about seafood? Sure. The moment it dies, it starts decaying immediately. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's with the, like everything, every living thing. That's with every living thing. Yeah, but seafood goes, like, an extra mile faster. And that's why <laughs> you can't trust fish that's, like, older than, like, three days or something. Oh, shit, I almost Yeah, forgot. that's why it's so expensive to eat stuff inland. Like, here in Texas, the further inland you get, the more expensive the seafood becomes. Because they gotta deliver it fucking fast, otherwise you're gonna be eating rancid seafood. Yeah. Alright. Um... And wherever that book is, uh, whoever has it, probably I drew somewhere on her bookshelf somewhere where she had pulled out to the page. Uh, another chapter is revealed. Another chapter title is revealed. Neat. Anonna. A-N-O-N-N-A. I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's mm. what it is. So the MacGuffin is dead, but there's a festival ahead, and as we've seen with festivals, nothing bad could happen. Well, actually, maybe something will. It turns out when you put together the last of the life of the universe, um, things, uh, will happen next time on Chronicles of Starlight.